This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Do you know what you're eating? I know that sounds odd, but food fraud is a growing concern, especially when it comes to seafood. Dr. Robert Hanner is Associate Professor at the University of Guelph Biodiversity Institute of Ontario and Centre for Biodiversity Genomics. Earlier today, he was speaking at the National Convention of the Canadian Culinary Federation here in Calgary. He joins us today. Hello, Dr. Hanner. Hello. How big of a deal is food fraud when we're looking at, let's say, North America? Uh, That's a really good question. We don't have good estimates of how broad the scope of food fraud is. But in the UK, where they've recently set up a food fraud division uh, of their police force, to start to investigate this, they've suggested that as much as 10% of the food on grocery store shelves may be mislabeled. But that's essentially a guess. And when it comes to the industry globally, estimates place it at anywhere from a 10 to $50 billion a year problem. So it's significant. When you mention mislabeling, is that how we define food fraud? Because maybe some of my listeners have never heard of this before. Sure. So food fraud can take a number of forms from dilution and short waiting uh, to false uh, claims about, say, country of origin or catch method. Uh, Or it can be somewhat more insidious where we're seeing uh, an ingredient of a lower economic value being substituted in for one of a higher value. Uh, That's economically motivated adulteration of food. It is a form of fraud and it is a crime. Who's responsible for catching this food fraud? Uh, Well, obviously, you know, we have... Uh, regulatory agencies that have established guidelines around food safety and authenticity. And I've had the privilege to collaborate recently with the Canadian Food Inspection Agency to help uh, develop these DNA-based tools that we've launched for testing product authenticity and help them to do some baseline studies and bring them uh, bring them to a, a, a regulatory context so that they have the capacity to do this. Is that the case that sometimes the food fraudsters, if that's what I'm going to call them, they're able to use methods that even inspectors aren't able to detect it? Well, sure. I mean, when you think about how we traditionally identify species, it's on the basis of their external appearance. And so once I've taken, say, a fish fillet, for example, and I've cut the head off and skinned it and filleted it, uh, the typical characteristics that we would use to identify it to species are missing. So now it becomes easier for me uh, to substitute chum for sockeye, for example. Uh, The interesting thing that we've discovered with using DNA-based tools, DNA is the recipe for life, if you will, Uh, Different species have different DNA sequences, and because there's DNA in nearly every cell of every organism, we can go in and sequence the DNA of even highly processed products to reveal what species they are. So we now have a powerful new tool in our arsenal to be able to detect food fraud. And you mentioned the sockeye and the chum. Is that why seafood probably has a higher percentage of fraud when it comes to this problem? 
I think the the reasons for fraud in seafood are many and varied. Part of it is just the sheer number of species we're dealing with. Um, part of it is the fact that some of them have drastically different economic values. So there's a real price differential that sets up a motivation for fraud. Uh, part of it is that some of our, our fisheries are overexploited and declining, and those particular species are just hard to come by, and people are trying to fill market demand uh, in those cases. And also, we're dealing with a globalized economy today, so the seafood supply chains are global and very complex. Uh, so that, you know, without a dedicated effort towards traceability, it can be uh, difficult to uh, assure the, you know, the provenance around particular seafood, which is where certification programs like Marine Stewardship Council come in that provide a management structure to help ensure that, uh, you know, what we're eating is, in fact, you know, uh, what we think we're buying. The, you know, the, I think one of the challenges we face is without this kind of sustainability uh, certification program and DNA-based verification testing to authenticate uh, what products are, there's, there's a potential for, for greenwashing, where there are some unverifiable sustainability claims out there that we would like to, uh, you know, that may just be sort of feel-good moves, but may not actually be linked to anything real. And maybe you partly answered my question. So from a consumer's perspective, what do I do to ensure that what I'm buying and paying good money for is actually real? So that's a really good question. I get I get asked that uh, quite often. How do how do I ensure I'm getting what I pay for? Uh, I think consumers need to ask questions of their suppliers, of their chefs, of their retailers. If you know if the retailers don't think that we care, uh, it's not going to be a high priority for them to authenticate their supply chains. So, uh, you know, then looking for certification programs that align with our values. Uh, and, uh, you know, with, at the risk of, of sounding flippant, you know, catch it yourself or buy it with the head on. Yeah, okay. I'm not quite the fisherman I'd like to be. But uh, Dr. Hanner, thanks so much for this. Thank you. Dr. Robert Hanner, Associate Professor at the University of Guelph Biodiversity Institute of Ontario and Center for Biodiversity Genomics. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott, weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.